welcome to The External. I am your host, Tafari Green, and today I'm going to talk to you all about pest management. I've had loads of emails about plants, and the thing is this, there is no content creator or anyone really that you can just take a picture of your plant and apply it to the T of what may be happening with your plant. And that is really dangerous because if the person doesn't know the history of what's been going on with your plant or can't physically see it, they might give you the wrong suggestion because you can't really identify a plant issue if you don't physically see what's happening. You also need to know if you have a biotic issue or abiotic issue. There's a thing called IPM, and that means integrated pest management. And you need to know this because it is essential to the longevity of your plant's life. Let me tell you, first, I know, I know, I know that I've been away for such a long time and I apologize. So <laughs> I've been getting so many angry DMs about content and I'm sorry, you all. I am so sorry. After I graduated, my life has just been going. <laughs> And many people don't talk about the depression and stress you feel after graduation. Like the day is great, but after it's like everything comes to a halt. People either go to the entrepreneurial side or go on to the career path. They'll have a job lined up and everything's great and they just go from college to their career. I'm sure that can feel frustrating too because you go from studying every day, hanging out with great friends to not seeing those friends anymore because people move and have careers or begin a family. And some are just stuck at, oh man, what do I do now? And that's where I was because I took the entrepreneurial path. And although I can't speak career path, from many of my friends, they'll get a job and then they're just like, mm, that first job I noticed sometimes just does not hit. And then they're just figuring out stuff from there. But for me personally, taking the entrepreneurial path, like my podcast and business ventures that I'm planning on. It's just kind of been slow. And when you're an entrepreneur, patience is everything. And if you don't have patience, that can kill sometimes. So I had to take some time to do a little self-care. And that's really what brought me to this topic today. Because like us, plants need a little care, especially when there's something a little strange in the neighborhood and something's interrupting the longevity of your plant and you need to figure that out. So I'm going to list off some rules of IPM because I think it's essential for everyone to understand what IPM means and how you utilize that for the longevity of your plant. So when I say pest control. Most times people think about insects that kills or harms their plants in a cer certain sort of way, or you may be thinking of a pesky pest, like a roach, an ant, 
or roaches, things of that nature. But pests can be a multitude of things. They can be rodents, insects, fungus, so many things like that. But you need to be able to identify these things and know what's happening in your garden or on your plant in order to take the proper measures before you kill your plant. I think the trauma we've had from roaches and mosquitoes and wasps and other biting or stinging insects, even white flies or a caterpillar munching away at your plant. But when it comes to plants, we need to understand the pests because there are beneficial pests and there are pests that can be potentially harmful to your plant or even your garden. So first you need to ask yourself, is this insect beneficial to my plant or is it harming it? Also, if it's an indirect pest or an direct pest. A direct pest is an insect which causes immediate damage. And an indirect pest causes eventual damage. For instance, white flies. White flies may nibble and chew and munch on your citrus plant. And then all of a sudden you have a virus and you really don't know that you have a virus until sometimes it's just too late. Because what viruses do is travel down to the root system and then the water and the pressure in the plants pushes that virus up to the top of the plant and starts spreading all over, killing the plants. And you typically know that because it'll show you some indications because plants have a really limited range of motion. And I don't mean in a human way, you know, they have a very limited range. Unlike humans, if we have a cold, we cough and you have a fever and stuff like that. So you start to take medicine to cure yourself. But because we aren't the plant and we don't know what's going on physically, we have to pay attention to their signs or the symptoms that they give off. Most times on their leaves, And that's typically how you're able to tell what's going on with your plant. And then you're able to identify what's possibly happening. Then you can assess what to do, which again is called IPM, Integrated Pest Management. And with that, you begin to understand and properly care for your plant. And this is the problem I have with a lot of influencers that are plant enthusiasts. A lot of them cause a lot of issues because they're not educated in what they are doing. And oftentimes they give a very general solution to a problem that they personally had and experienced. But you may not have that same problem. You may have similar signs or symptoms, but that isn't always an indication that you have the same problem. So you may be taking advice that is completely wrong and could kill your plant. So I suggest 
taking advice from influencers or professionals that know what they're doing and are educated. It's not always about the education. It's also about the experience because you also want someone who has the book knowledge and the experience about what they're talking about to better help you and your plant. So IPM is an efficient and environmentally friendly approach to pest control, which you can go to epa.gov and it will help you on better pest management skills or rules. So the rules are set action threshold, observe and identify the pest. Number three, prevention. And lastly, control. Set action threshold means, is the pet causing an immediate threat? Or will it cause an eventual threat? And will it need an immediate action or attention? You need to know this because (laughs) there has been many times as a young gardener, horticulturalist, or plant scientist, you need to know what you're looking at. If it's beneficial to your plant or if it's killing your plant. So the second one is observe and identify the pest. Now, once you identify and observe the pest, will it cause harm? Because some living organisms don't cause harm. When I was a kid uh, in my parents' garden, I saw mycorrhiza and I didn't know if it was spider webs. And it was just a lot of just mycelium just all around the plant in the soil. And I was just like, oh, that looks so gross. So I didn't know at the time that there were such thing as good fungus, which mycorrhiza is a great fungus for plants. Mycorrhiza has a symbiotic relationship with plants. It gives nutrients, water, and the plant provides mycorrhiza what it needs as well. And that's what I mean by symbiotic. Now, I'm trying to explain things in a way for you all to understand on a scientific level because you have a lot of people online that are like, oh, my plant, there's chemicals in it and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, everything is a chemical, including you. Water is a chemical and we drink that and we are just fine. So you need to be able to identify what's going on. Because some living organisms don't cause harm. In order for a fig tree to pollinate, you need wasp. (laughs) That is the reason why this step is essential, because you need to be able to identify the pest and what is happening. For example, a wasp stings and we don't want no wasp around us. Most people just don't like wasps. But if you have a fig tree, it's beneficial for it. The fig tree needs that in order for it to pollinate and give you fruit. So that is why this step is very essential to the longevity of your plant. Now, number three 
is prevention. So at this point, you'll know if you need to use a safe method, perhaps you need to change the soil, or for example, recently my orchid had spider mites. And at first I didn't know what was going on with the orchid. It was just, just turning yellow, like, man, what is going on here? So I took my plant and this was just out of curiosity. I had no idea my plant was having a biotic issue. And biotic means there's something biologically harming your plant. Where abiotic means something chemically is harming your plant. And I know typically when I spray my house with an insecticide to get rid of roaches and or prevent roaches and spiders and all kinds of creepy crawlies from just walking up in the house like they pay rent or something. <laughs> so you have to just assess the situation. So anyways, I took my orchid, I just dipped it in water, and then I saw small little things crawling out of the nodes of the orchid. And I'm like, oh God, what is that? I had no idea. I just... Just tiny little black specks crawling their way out of that orchid like their life depended on it. They were moving house. They were like, oh, we're out of here. We're packing up and getting out of here. <laughs> like, how dare you interrupt my plan <laughs> and then move out <laughs> because now your little home that you created is being flooded. First of all, I bought this orchid. You go live somewhere else. <laughs> so what I did was I sprayed the area with an insecticide, not the plant, the area. And after I saw all of the mites crawling out, I just allowed them to crawl out and do their thing. And once I saw them crawling away off the plant, I just sprayed them, took the plant, put it back, and then... Ever since, which has been about six months now, the plant is doing great. It even gave me flowers. I had no more issues. It became green again. It was great. Life was great for that orchid. So let's give it up for that orchid. Let's give it a round of applause. <laughs> I know my plant was looking at me like, Daddy, I need help. <laughs> So that is why this step is important because if you went to someone online and you said, hey, my plant is having issues, it's yellow, and you don't really indicate that there's mites inside because you simply just don't know, they might just tell you, oh, the plant's stressed and you may need to fertilize it, which if I fertilized that orchid, the problem could have gotten worse. So that is why you also just don't want to jump to conclusions when it comes to taking care of your plant because it can cause more damage than if you just assess the situation and use a preventative method before you go straight into using a pesticide or an insecticide. Because imagine that I had killed if i 
saw mycorrhiza on a plant and then I just killed the mycorrhiza. I used a fungicide on the mycorrhiza thinking it was a bad thing. And let's say my plant needed the mycorrhiza. I could have killed both my plant and the mycorrhiza. So you got to be careful on what you're doing and properly assess your situation. Now, lastly is control. This is where you decide if you need a pesticide or an insecticide or use a biological control. Now, a biological control is, let's say you have white flies or you have thrips. Ladybugs eat those. So you would just set out some ladybugs in your garden and let them eat away. (laughs) And they will get rid of those pests in no time. They will eat them up. And they won't even disturb your plants. So that's why sometimes I just love using biological controls. And don't get me wrong. I'm one of those people when I'm sick, I just take all kinds of medications just to get it out of my system and feel alive again. So I have no problems using an insecticide or a pesticide to kill those little pesky things, okay? <laughs> now, a lot of you are, you know, oh, I want to use a safe method that's environmentally friendly and you may feel you don't want that chemical in your body. But plants have an amazing way of breaking down chemicals and utilizing what it needs from those chemicals and giving you great yield. So please don't always knock pesticides and insecticides because you truly need to understand how they work and how plants utilize them before reading all of these false narratives about insecticides and pesticides. And now they're not all great. They're not. They're not all environmentally friendly. They're not good for you but it's how you use them, which can be very effective if you utilize it right. Now, an insecticide is a chemical that strictly kills insects. And a pesticide has a much broader meaning to it, such as a fungicide or a rodenticide, (laughs) you know, like rat poisoning is a rodenticide. So that's what pesticides are. Now that we've gotten down to the meaning of those, now we can go on to, well, because I know a lot of people are just like, get to the point already. (laughs) I needed to get through all of this, okay? I needed to get through all of this so you understand the process that you need to go through before utilizing something that may potentially kill your plant, right? Now, at this point, we can talk about helping you out. Okay, now we can go on to the nitty gritty stuff. Now I can like really help you on taking care of your plant. First, most people don't know how to utilize these treatments because the instructions truly are never that clear. And they never tell you what time of day is best to kill this pest or even utilize a biological control. Let's say you want to use a natural method and you use neem oil 
and it's 90 degrees outside. Well, the thing is, plants have stomatas and they're like mouths on leaves and they're exchanging gases and taking in and putting out water. So this is why properly using a fungicide, insecticide, or pesticide is important. So at this point, you're probably wondering, (laughs) okay, get to the point already. What do we do? (laughs) So, okay. Now at this point, you're probably asking, what are you helping me with? What's going on here? What can you do to help me help my plant out? Well, most people don't know how to utilize pesticides and insecticides. And oftentimes the instructions are just very direct, assuming that you understand plant anatomy. And I think that it's important to understand when to actually utilize these insecticides because, for example, I once had a hibiscus plant and it had white flies on it. So I sprayed neem oil because I wanted to use the most natural way of getting rid of them. But it was 90 degrees outside. I think it was in the morning or in the afternoon. I can't remember. I live in Florida. (laughs) And I ended up frying my plant. Actually, this wasn't even recent. I think this was last year. But anyways, I killed my freaking hibiscus plant and I really hated myself for it because I should have known better. So neem oil is an oil, right? And this is why understanding IPM is important because what I did was I sprayed neem oil on my plant. And it ended up frying the plant because it's hot outside and it's not that neem oil is a dangerous control method. It's that the oil plus the heat ended up just destroying my plant. Everything just turned yellow. The leaves were falling. I was distressed. The plant was distressed. I was (laughs) crying inside because no true plant person or gardener wants to kill their plant. Even when the plant is coming to its end of its season, we're just like, oh man. (laughs) So understanding plant anatomy is truly, truly important because had I sprayed the neem oil at night, because what happens at night is that on a plant, Leaves have what you call stomata. And stomatas are like cellular complexes at the epidermis that regulate gas transfer between plants and the atmosphere. And in the leaves, they typically open during the day to favor CO2 diffusion when light is available for photosynthesis. And close at night to limit transpiration and save water. So that is the best time to actually utilize an insecticide on your plant. 
because the somatas are closed and you're just getting rid of direct pests. White flies are direct pests and indirect pests because they're chewing away at your plant and they're also inserting possible viruses into your plant, causing it to die slowly. So that is why you want to utilize IPM sufficiently and efficiently because if you don't, it can cause your plant harm. I know there's a lot of people that know this. The reason why I started this podcast is because I wanted all people to understand how this works because a lot of plant enthusiasts and gardeners, both inexperienced and experienced, don't really utilize IPM as well or forget about using IPM. And I think for some of us, we naturally use IPM. But even as an experienced and knowledgeable plant scientist, I sometimes too forget because I see a pest and I'm just like, oh my God, I got to get rid of it. But for a lot of people who want to kill the pest, this is the way you go about it. So we can all just save a plant a day, keep the pests away. (laughs) Thank you for listening. I thank all of my listeners who have just been sticking around listening to me, cheering me on, and just being there for me and listening to me. And I know I'm repeating myself, but I really love you all. I thank you for supporting me. Have a great day. And please practice self-care for both you and your plant. This is The External. Thank you.